This episode of Lord of the Rigs is brought to you by FreightPath, the all-in-one TMS that makes it easy to grow your logistics business. Hello, Lord of the Rig listeners. My name is Julia, and I am a new employee at FreightPath. I know you're used to hearing Terry or Gwen, but I had to take over for at least one episode because today I had the awesome opportunity to talk with Jacqueline Brotherton, who is the chair of Transport Women Australia. Not only has she had such a cool career with over 50 years of diverse experiences in the transport industry, she's also been such a great advocate for women in this industry and I have so much to learn from her. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. I'm surprised by how much traction my post gained on LinkedIn. <laughs> when people were liking it so much, I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I better do a good job with this. <laughs> I know, you were making me nervous. It was like, oh my goodness. I was. I saw your post where you shared a picture of you when you were a little girl in front of a, in front of a truck. Yeah. Do, you want, do you want to tell me a little bit about kind of your path and what, what the industry means to you? So that uh, post I did after we had done a retrospective in a, uh, a magazine over here called Big Rigs Magazine, which I do a fortnightly column in, and that we've done a retrospective about my 50 years in trucking. Wow. Which was, which was in August of 2020, which did the photo of myself as an almost two-year-old, and saying as August drew to a close, it shows that my life with trucks went back even further uh, mm. and this was this is where the love affair started and I posted a photo with my father's truck bent back in Outback Australia and yeah. it, it, it garnered a huge amount of likes as well that yeah. little black and white photo <laughs> <laughs> and this little, little blonde baby girl oh. so uh, which is quite amazing and and also, it just goes to show like how genuine you are about this, and and it was just a really nice post. So, was your was your dad in the trucking industry as well? Uh, my dad was a driver before trucks transported livestock around the country, and I'm sure, assuming they did in America and Canada too. So they walked the sheep and cattle everywhere. Oh wow! So my father was a sheep driver in in outback New South Wales and Queensland. So that's how I started and then as that started to die out and trucks started to take over he drove a truck for friends every now and again and then they bought a business that was a bit of a rundown outback store and that turned into a, a truck stop oh and wow that's where I started that's oh, where I started cool. so it they, they bought that in August 1970s where so tell me about like where did you go from there I'm just curious to hear all your, I went all from, your different stuff went, through your career? I went from there, I moved to our closest major city, which is not a very big city, uh, but I moved to there and I went to work for a transport company uh, where I stayed for 17 years and they were a livestock transport company. So oh. I went there and I married my boss's son. Um, <laughs> and so I was, I, was, <laughs> I was there for 17 years and that's where I got involved in transport associations. I stayed there and run that business with my husband and father-in-law for 17 years until my marriage broke up and then um, went to various other transport companies and livestock and fleet management, bought my own truck and put a driver in it and that was lots of fun 
then I landed at a company called Oxford Cold Storage. That was where my desk was based. It was the last refrigerator company out of that. Okay. And um, and once I decided I couldn't deal with them anymore, Oxford and I quit. Oxford Cold Storage offered me a job, so I didn't have to leave the site. And yeah. I and I stayed. I've been with them for thirteen years until they just sold out and we got taken over by a multinational company just this year. So, okay. um, so I moved over to the dark side, my trucking friends say, to warehousing, oh. and uh, the uh, Oxford Coal Stories, an amazing family that I worked for there, said I came from the dark side of trucking. So yeah. it's been a, it's been a bit of a joke that I'm always in the dark. I was like, going to say, um, what, what? Why is it? Why would it be the dark side to be working in uh, warehousing? Uh, because. It, until I went there, they, there was not a common denominator between the transport and the warehousing side. Okay. Uh, so that, that's what I went there to, to make, to make the transport companies and the warehousing staff realise that they were all working for the same team. Right. Um, and as a transport liaison type person and do their compliance. And it's been the greatest uh, 13 years that I've had so much fun because they supported me to follow my dreams to get involved in the industry um, in the industry associations and advocacy and and doing all sorts of other things so in those 13 years I think mm-hmm. I've been to the states like 15 or 16 times to truck shows and conferences and oh wow and uh, and involved in women in trucking and and I've been chair of transport women Australia limited twice um, in that they've just been an amazing support and and it's given me incredible opportunities and it's a very very uh, small time now with the new company but I'm sure mm-hmm. they'll be the same because they're uh, everywhere as well so I'm sure Lineage will be a very supportive as well. Is there a position that throughout your career has stood out to you or a time that would be your favorite or the most fun? Honestly, Julia, I've had so much fun in the last 50 years. I'm not sure there is any one particular thing I've done that mm-hmm. I could tell you. I've done some crazy stuff I wouldn't repeat when I'm being recording, being <laughs> recorded. <laughs> the dinner conversations. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've had, I've had uh, you know, they've given me the opportunity to, as I said, I've... Uh, You've been able to. Probably the craziest thing I've done is I flew uh, from my home t- from Melbourne to Country New South Wales on a Friday, back to Melbourne, over to Perth, which is like flying across the US, same as yeah. here. Back to back to Melbourne, flew out of Melbourne, back to across to up to Sydney, across to Houston, up to Albuquerque. Oh stayed there two and a half days, and and then came home through Albuquerque, San Francisco, Melbourne, uh, Sydney, Melbourne, and I was gone for um, eight, seven days in that whole trip. I spent more time on the plane in the, all that time than I spent on the ground anywhere, I think. So that's probably the craziest thing, go, going to the States for under three days. Have you ever so been to Canada? Yes, I, I, I go to Canada a, a bit. I've been there three or four times. Oh, nice, where have you been? I go to uh, just north of a little place called Huntsville in Ontario, usually. Oh, nice. I was expecting you to say Toronto or something. <laughs> so that's that's nice that you've, that you've seen other parts because most people, when they think of Canada, they're like Toronto, Vancouver. 
And you're like, no, it's yeah, actually a huge no. country. <laughs> Same as Australia. <laughs> and I've, I've been to Quebec. Uh, no, sorry, yes, to Quebec, to Montreal. I've- yeah, Montreal is a really pretty city, for sure. Yeah. It, it kind of yeah. reminds me of, of Europe, really. Yeah. Oh, I always say Europe's for old people and I'm not old enough yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> actually really curious to hear more about Transport Women Australia and um, yeah, I was wondering if you could tell me more about what you do there, what the association does and then also when I was doing research, I was something that jumped out at me was that the main purpose is to kind of have like a, a national body that supports women in the transport industry in the the concept of dealing with issues that women face from their perspective. And I'm just wondering, like, if you could talk to me about what those what those air issues or barriers might be, and then kind of what the the role that you guys play in that. So. Transport Women Australia has been going for 20 years. We just celebrated our 20th anniversary last November. Okay. We uh, with a uh, very big party, and um, it's uh, it. So it's a board of eight now, which is a, uh, it started out with eight women, and we're finally built it back up to eight women. Okay. Um, so we, in the last several years, uh, as, as built back up again, you have to understand Australia is a very big country with a small population. Right. And um, so over the last few years, we've built it up to be much more supportive and much more proactive in in our dealings with everybody and, and grown our member base uh, back again. So we have several uh, programs that work with um, getting those issues and involved going. So we have uh, a women women only driver training course that we, we do with one of our TAFE colleges here and Volvo Group Australia. So they are cohorts of women that uh, there's so there's only women in the group mm-hmm. uh, and, and as they get their driver's license. But they're pre employed so they're guaranteed a job if they get the, they get their license. Oh, wow. So that's that, that's for uh, a few uh, Women into the industry as drivers and people that never saw a pathway into the industry before, they see yeah. that as, and that that's been a great thing. Uh, obviously, COVID's put a stop to that because it's very hard to train people into that. Uh, so that that's been really really good, and we've had uh, had uh, women from such diverse backgrounds uh, applying for those positions and becoming truck drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's been it's been an amazing one of our standout uh, girls who we hope to have uh, presented our conference next year was actually a Mac makeup artist okay. before she became a truck driver. So oh wow, huge change, huge change of careers for her. Yeah. Uh, we we also implemented this year a, a mentoring program called the Dating Connections Mentoring Program. So we match mentors and mentees together mm-hmm. and. And uh, what, and so they can progress through that, and then, uh, and we have to match obviously personalities and what they're looking for, and all those things. So that's working very, very well. Uh, very, because a lot of younger women don't don't know how to find that role model or that mentor yeah. uh, that they're looking for. So that that's been something that we found at our last conference. We had a speaker there about mentoring. Mm-hmm. And from that, this is how this program evolved. We found there was a huge uh, 
interest in, in having something like that. And you need a mentor. You need to have mentors. And you need to be a mentor. I, I think yeah. that you need to be both. So there, there's some of the things we've done. We've also, with the Daimler Truck and Bus uh, Australia Pacific, we have scholarships that we offer every year. Okay. So to, and the, and the, the participants get to choose their own course. So they have to obviously apply and, and meet criteria and, and convince us that they will put that scholarship to good use in the, in the transport industry. Mm-hmm. We also launched last year what we call a Learning Initiative Breakfast Series. Okay. And our sponsors, we picked uh, our program last year on was on physical, financial, and mental health. Mm-hmm. So our speakers, our speakers worked on that, talking to them about managing, obviously all of those things, uh, yeah. pertaining to superannuation and you know, and and, uh, and and just the intricate things around you know divorce and and yeah. wills and all of those things. So. Uh, uh, so was it really good about that? And of course, mental health in the trucking industry is a, a huge issue. So yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so we have we have all those sort of initiatives. We have a conference every three years. We've okay. decided we we concentrate on on other programs in the intervening years rather than having a conference that we had to concentrate our energies on every year. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's uh, coming up in in 2021, May 2021. Oh. No, it sounds really interesting and i really appreciate um you know having programs like a women only driving like a training course because when you're a minority in an industry it can be really daunting um to ask questions and learn more because you just assume everyone kind of knows more than you and it's so awesome to see that people are actually responding to having a women only driving course because they'd feel hopefully way more comfortable and it would be more enticing and it would be a little less stressful um, to, to learn that way. Kind of reminds me of like when there are gyms for just women because you just, you know, you just feel more comfortable to go work out when there, when there are only women around. It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> so I, I, that, that's what we found. Well, the Vodonga Tate who, who came to us with this idea Mm-hmm. Uh, that was their thoughts that you know uh, women would find it that other the male drivers would although the instructor's male and all right. the women I think fell in love with him he's oh just ama- <laughs> he is just amazing he is just the he's, he's not their age group but he's just the most amazing guy and he was yeah. so so for this program that he just the incredible incredible guy that that does the program and they all feel they all felt that they were in it together and that there was yeah. no criticism that I would do it better you know I, I'm better than that and and I, I've never felt that way but I think there are people I've mm-hmm. always felt that the guys are all there to give me a helping hand I've never felt that they feel that they can do it better than me so right. I've been I've, I've been very fortunate I, I live a life of grace I think no and I agree with you it's not you know the it, the biggest issues aren't when you're in the industry, it's just getting more women in the industry. So it's awesome to see more programs that will actually get more women into the industry. So but it's been an amazing program and, and I think it's worked very well for that reason. Yeah, and it also, it does sound like it's working well. And also for the mentoring program in another way, that's also important because 
you know, it, you need to you need to know people to be able to advance in your career and learn from them on a on a personal level and on a professional level. And it's just it's so great that there's a structure where you can go and someone can help you find a mentor and it's not just up to you. So I feel like that's also kind of more of a long-term um, investment in, in getting these women to progress in their careers in the industry. I think so too. I think that we can have lots of informal mentors, mm-hmm. but to have for some, you know, some people will not find them by themselves. Yeah. Whereas have a structured mentoring course, and we have do have uh, some male mentors as well, mm-hmm. and and we ask the the girls if they're happy to yeah. have a male mentor first, and we have but we find that that's the case that if that a lot of people won't find the right person because they don't know where to go to find a mentor. They're not in the industry yet, or they're just they're just entering it. And yeah. they they haven't got that person around them. So, and, and the other thing is, we get young people that they may have a, a industrial relations issue or a harassment issue, and and then they come to us to try to find out what do I do next, you know, okay. because they can't. They feel they're not supported by the the people in the company, but they don't want to rock the boat until they know what they can do. So within okay. our membership. In our membership, we have the people that can talk to them about that and talk them through that, and you know, just small things like that. That they've got got a voice, I think, and they've got somewhere they can go to, and and so that really helps them as well. Okay, that, so that's really interesting. So if someone's having an issue somewhere, they can come to you guys and and figure out what the next steps are. And I think it's it's really important that we're so open about it, like we're not, you know you're just there and if you can't help them we'll go look I'm sorry um I can't help you but let's see let's see if we can do something about it because you know you're saying yes I'm going to help you and then never get back to them right you just straight up I don't know I don't know and we will we'll try to sort it out and that's what happens no one knows everything not even me after all these years yeah (laughs) not even you (laughs) not even me Um, some people think they know everything. I said, yeah. I don't even think I do know everything. <laughs> Speaking of all, all of your experience, um, I'm curious. So, so you've been in this industry in various facets for 50 years now. And I'm just curious, what are the biggest changes that you've seen in technology and kind of like things that you'll never forget when something changed and you were like, oh my goodness, like this is a huge change. Do you, do you have anything that stands out to you? When I first joined the industry, there was nothing. There was no mobile phones. There was no CB radios. There was no air conditioning in the truck or in the cab. There was no power steering. There was no automatic gearboxes. Okay. So it was nothing of what's in trucks now that had so many safety features. I learned to drive in a B model Mac with two gear sticks and you know, it was tiny, it was hot, it was steel, it was everything amazing technology to keep the drivers safe, uh, right. I think, and that's that's what it's all about in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just incredible change to see and I think that the biggest thing, the the 
biggest thing was was when mobile phones for truck drivers so they could keep in touch with their families, so they could keep in touch when they were broken down on the side of the road, mm-hmm. you know, without having to wait for someone come. I think that's been the... And for me, when I got one, I meant I could, you know, go grocery shopping without having to wait for a truck driver to ring me to, you know, right. these loads or, 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 you know, just gave freedom. I mean, yeah. I think that's... For the people in the office, the operations people and the bosses and things like that, it just gave them freedom. But for the truck drivers, it gave them a lifeline to their families and the office and, 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 and that. So it's, that's been incredible. But as I said, there's so much safety technology now, it just mm-hmm. blows your mind. I was curious what would have stood out to you because it's just crazy how fast things change now. Um, well, and how much it has changed in your in, in your experience because you know i've grown up with um you know basically everyone had a phone by the time i was a cell phone by the time i was in in middle school and so i've I've grown up with this but for people who it's it's different it would be like looking around like what is going on right now it's so different from (laughs) (laughs) from what it used to be but that's interesting here and it's and you know what it's really nice I, I have to say your your answers. I I really like to hear that your your main answer revolves around you know the safety of drivers and them being able to call their families and stuff. Um, th- those are things that I wouldn't necessarily think of because I'm so new to the industry. So it's it's just a nice reminder to to think of you know they're the people who we're all doing this we're we're all working towards making it happen for the truck drivers and getting things places, and it's true the most important thing is their safety and um and yeah, so that's uh really nice to hear and a good perspective to bring to the table for for my learning at least. <laughs> they they are the most important thing and you have to think about their safety and their well-being their mental well-being as well as their physical well-being mm-hmm. because they, they they are the most important person out there and they're your customer service people yeah they're, yeah. they're the face of your company so you need to take care of them mm-hmm. exactly and that's something that at Freight Path that that my company discusses a lot is that the product that we offer is built towards making it easier for the driver. So it's easy for them to, to do what they need to do to, to track the shipment and accept the, the shipment and stuff like that. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really loving it. Like it's such a different experience and it's kind of nice to come into something. In a, in a way, it's nice to come into something that you don't know a lot about because it means nothing's off limits. Like I can ask... I ask so many questions and I'm not expected to know anything, which gives me freedom, like I said, to just say, okay, can someone explain what this is to me? Like earlier when you were talking about going to the dark side for warehousing, I was like, am I supposed to get get this joke? (laughs) I don't don't get it. (laughs) So stuff like that. That's why I was like, why is warehousing the dark side? (laughs) Well, then each each side thinks the other side's the dark side. Okay. But but you have to, if you don't ask a million questions, you'll never learn. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, and and it's nice to to feel like I can ask a million questions because, especially because I'm in school and I'm learning so much and I'm, you know, 
going to different p- positions and I'm definitely bringing that knowledge but some stuff you, you learn like in the job day to day talking to different people and that's why you know I'm so happy that I'm, I'm able to talk to people like you because it's the best way to learn you know absolutely absolutely that's what I've found the whole time and I, I'm always and, and when I've got new people or I'm mentoring somebody or training somebody I said, don't care how many ask me a million questions because I'd rather you do that and stuff it up yeah you know you don't think you know everything that's 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 kind of productive exactly exactly I definitely do not know everything <laughs> especially <laughs> not in this industry but I'm I'm loving the learning process um I guess I have kind of one more question if that's okay with you mm-hmm. what would sure. you what would you say to encourage more women to get into the industry, whether it's on the operation side or truck driving? Because it's amazing. You'll meet the best people. Mm-hmm. You'll meet the best people. You will have fun. Mm-hmm. There is so many different roles in trucking outside truck driving. There okay. is, as you see, you can IT, but mm-hmm. there's also every different role, like a diesel technician, uh, operation roles, uh, fleet controller roles, admin roles. There's just so much out there that they can get involved in. And there's always opportunities for advancement in transport. Mm-hmm. Some people believe that they, there is issues with moving ahead in transport, but you see so many women making advances through to be CEOs or you know, presidents and vice presidents of companies. I don't think that, that femininity is a barrier. As mm-hmm. long as you're authentic and honest, but mostly authentic, mm-hmm. I think you, you'll never pick a better career in getting into the trucking industry. And once you oh. get in, you'll never leave. I know. I'm thinking, like, I really like this. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> you you just convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. We need yeah. more. We need more. That's great. Yeah, so I'm really, you know, happy to hear about all the support Transport Women Australia is providing and the different resources that they offer. And then on, you know, your personal level, the fact that you even just accepted this call and are willing to talk to me so late at night to, to give me, you know, some insight. It shows how much you care and I really appreciate it. And I feel like I've learned a lot and um, I look forward to continuing um, talking with you. Yeah. That would be wonderful. And you could call me anytime. I have no, and you don't have to record it and it doesn't yeah. have to be business. You okay. can call me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> I know.